0: You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Becoming a parent involves a lifetime of sacrifice. Some sacrifices will be small and unnoticeable. Others will bend you at your knees and make you want to shout to the heavens. When parenting gets hard, you may come to resent the sacrifices you make, but what if there was a way of making peace with that? What if the answer could be found in practicing gratitude? Dr. Kerry Howells is a gratitude researcher and author of Untangling You. How can I be grateful when I feel so resentful? Hi, Kerry. How are you? Pleasure, Vaughan. Thank you. What does it mean to research gratitude? I mean, how do you measure the difference it can make?
1: Well, I'm a qualitative researcher, so mine has been mainly on self-reporting and interviews, going out into numerous educational contexts mainly, uh, just into getting people to practice gratitude after I've done a workshop, for example, and then to report back on the impact on their lives or on their professional um, aptitudes, etc.
0: The quote at the start of your book seems incredibly relevant to tired parents everywhere. And that is the quote, um, the deepest principle in human nature is the craving to be appreciated by William James. And uh, it feels like being appreciated for all you do would completely change the way parents might feel about the work they do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think they're the most underappreciated group of individuals, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> if only our children would be grateful, our whole lives would be so much better, wouldn't they?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, then, is the secret about changing the way we think about gratitude, so rather than expecting it from our kids, do we need to practice gratitude towards ourself does that make sense yeah
1: gratitude building a lot of self-gratitude can give us a lot of resilience for when we're not receiving it from other people and also just to recognize that other parents need gratitude as well like if we're feeling underappreciated then it's a great opportunity for us to think of parents in our lives that we could express gratitude to
0: I mean, one thing people used to say to me when my children were babies was, you know, after a sleepless night, they'd say, "Oh, but they smile at you, and it's it, nothing. Nothing matters after that." Now, I love my children. I love their smiles, but one smile did not make me feel better after <laughs> feeling so exhausted, um, or even less resentful that I'd been the one up to the baby most of the night. How could you practice gratitude in that scenario to make it easier, I guess?
1: Well, I think like in all situations where it's difficult to find gratitude, it's probably best to look to places where you can find it. So to look at um, all the, the benefits of having a child and thinking of the memories that you have of the child, but also just being a mother and and. Looking at our surroundings, for example, beautiful garden if you've got one, parents, your own parents, your own siblings, your partner, just looking for somewhere where you can really focus your gratitude and build that practice up slowly over time can give you a lot of resilience when you're feeling like it's it's hard to find it somewhere else.
0: Well, resentment is something you talk a lot about in the book and and understanding resentment can help you. I guess, practice gratitude in a more authentic way. Um, Resentment can build between couples once children come into the the picture, you know, resentment over, let's say, there being a difference in who does the domestic work or who's under most financial pressure. And then, of course, there are differences in parenting styles. Mm -hmm. Can gratitude help in those scenarios as well? Yes, it absolutely can. And in my book, I
1: I explore the interrelationship between gratitude and resentment. So where there is gratitude, it's less easy for resentment to take hold. So if we build our gratitude for our partner, then we're able to really hold that gratitude, even though there's all these other things going on that could cause resentment. But if resentment's there to recognise that it is going to cause problems in the relationship and often can cause us to feel insomnia, for example, or toss and turn at night because we're so angry about our partner, for example. And so the strategies that I explore in this book are all gratitude strategies because they're about moving from resentment towards gratitude because gratitude is the opposite of resentment. So every time we identify our resentment and decide that we don't want it in our lives and to do something about it, um, that is that is a grat- that is a move towards gratitude because it's it's loosening the hold of the resentment and causing causing us less havoc, wreaking less havoc in our lives.
0: And you're not talking about ignoring the initial source of resentment. For example, if there is an inequality in the domestic work, you're not necessarily saying forget about it, just keep on doing all the things. But what you're talking about is letting go of. Your, the, the feelings that are attached to that uh, situation that stop you moving forward. Would that be right? Yeah, I
1: think what I'm arguing is that actually it's really important that we address that. And that is a mark of, risk, of gratitude both to ourselves and to the relationship so this is never about putting a positive veneer over a negative situation, which is crying out for attention. Actually, by finding ways of discussing what's going on and the impact on us and being heard and hearing the other person's perspective, etc., which my book's full of lots of strategies for, can actually allow gratitude to more easily exist in that relationship. And so it is all about addressing the things that cause our resentment and not letting them fester.
0: Gratitude sounds like it really is like a doorway to empathy in a way. So it, it's almost a softening. It feels like it's a softening of your feelings to allow you to understand where someone else is coming from.
1: Yes, absolutely. Empathy is one of the pillars of gratitude. So we, we need to be able to build the relationship enough to know how to express gratitude to the person in a way that they like to receive it. So often we express gratitude in the way we like to receive it. But actually, if we grow empathy for the other person and put ourselves in their shoes, we have a greater chance of expressing it more more meaningfully to them. And that's really important because if we do it in the way we like to do it, that can cause resentment. (laughs) It's kind of like self-centred gratitude rather than other-centred gratitude.
0: Yeah, so like when your husband gives you a toaster <laughs> to say thank you when really you wanted flowers. I mean, yes. I know that's a very materialistic <laughs> thing,
1: but yeah, it's really true though. Like and and if there's different if say for example in the workplace, if there's different cultures involved, we really need to get to know the other person well enough. And that to be able to express gratitude to them meaningfully, and that in itself is a gratitude practice because we're we're trying to do it in, all, in a more meaningful and authentic way.
0: And what are the ripple effects of gratitude? I mean, I know how I feel if someone expresses it to me for something that I've done that I don't normally have that thanks or that acknowledgement for. But um, on a societal level, like even if you just look at the unit of the family. What yeah. kind of effect can it have once you start practicing that with others?
1: Well, I think in the family context, uh, there's a there's a concept that I explore in my book called reconnaissance, which is the French word for gratitude, and it links back to that uh, first quote from William James, and comes. My understanding of it comes from a really great researcher on gratitude called Margaret Visser, and she draws attention to the fact that. When we we express gratitude meaningfully to the other person and authentically to us, then that's a really good way of recognising that person in a way that they can't actually recognise themselves. So when we express gratitude to truly recognise the value in another person, we help them build, it, it, it actually helps grow their sense of identity and community and connectedness and it helps them flourish really well, and equally so when that's not happening, it makes us not flourish and makes us not have a feeling of belonging or connectedness. And unfortunately, parents can go a really long time without receiving that reconnaissance, especially if they're single parents or um, parents who are working with busy, in a busy life, etc. And the lovely thing that Margaret Visser says is that this has to be given to us by another person. It can't be given to us by ourselves. So many of your listeners might be thinking, oh, I should be, be recognising this in myself. I shouldn't have to need to receive reconnaissance or gratitude from another person. But, but actually, we need to to understand that we do need to receive that from others. And therefore, um, equally so, it's really good to look for people who we feel aren't flourishing in our lives. For example, our partner, if we haven't offered <laughs> gratitude to them for a long time, or yes. our child. And, and to offer um, two-hearted of gratitude in a way that they like to receive it because that's the only way they can actually um, gain that really deep sense of recognition.
0: And in terms of that recognition, um, how important is it that your gratitude is specific so that you're um, actually noticing and showing them that you're noticing that particular thing they do? Say, for example, your child... Washes up the dishes, which of course we'd love all our children to do without being asked, but let's just say they wash the dishes without you asking them. Um, how important is, is it important to be specific, not just say thank you, but thank you for washing the dishes? Because that's really helped me tonight or something along those lines.
1: Yes, yeah, so it is really important to, to be as specific as we can be because that's. Again, how the other person will make us make it'll make them feel like we're being very genuine and really recognizing them. But this gives me a great opportunity to draw the distinction between gratitude and praise or positive, positive acknowledgement because gratitude is different from those concepts in that it's about what we receive from the other person and how and recognizing that and being motivated to give back out of acknowledgement for what we receive. So there's a very important two-way dimension going on with gratitude, whereas praise is just one way where we're thinking about the other person, we're giving them praise, but yeah. it might not have that, that giving and receiving aspect, which is really crucial to gratitude. So when someone feels like we're grateful for what we've received from them, that's a really different kind of recognition going back to that notion I talked about just now to being praised.
0: Yeah. Yeah motherhood can be filled with high expectations of how we are meant to be you know and, and a struggle to be everything to our children how can we apply gratitude to this basically this expectation of perfection
1: yes I've got a whole chapter on my book on this called <laughs> moving from self-resentment towards self-gratitude because Actually, motherhood can bring about a lot of misery for the reasons you're talking about, if we do have too high expectations of ourselves and we try and do things too perfectly. And gratitude doesn't really live side by side well with perfectionism and so with, with trying to be perfect, we have this kind of sense of what perfect is and we're continuously striving and continuously giving ourselves a hard time. And that goes against gratitude, which is about recognising what we can do, what we have done, even just having a child. Like that's just amazing. <laughs> and, and starting from the, like looking at it on a graph, to starting at 0%, and looking up the graph and going, wow, I can do this and this and this, rather than starting at 100% and saying, oh, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that well, I'm, you know, I'm not letting the child sleep as long as I've been reading in the books, et cetera, and, and um, like, there's so many things out there, aren't, aren't there, but that can help, can make us beat ourselves up for what we're not doing, but that doesn't allow gratitude and especially self-gratitude to live live really well in our lives. It, it actually causes a lot of self-resentment. So it's really important that we address this as parents because also we can pass that kind of perfection orientation down to our children without even knowing it. And the reason why we might be like this is because our parents and teachers have passed it down to us. So mm. I think it can shift. I don't think it's part of our personality. It's really important that we know that we can change this. I call it a perspective a perfectionist perspective, and we can actually change it into what I call a discovery perspective where we make mistakes okay in our lives and we learn from them and we're just humble to not doing it really well and some days will be good and some days will be horrible and gratitude's all good across all of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, a friend recently suggested to me that instead of thinking about the things that I hadn't done, to actually think about the things I had done, everything from the most mundane to I guess the more um, philosophical. So thinking, oh, I, you know, today I stacked the dishes and I put the clothes out and I got the kids to school. And, And to actually acknowledge in your own mind these are the things that I have done for others today instead of what mothers can often do, which is keep thinking I'm not good enough
1: absolutely that's a really great example and I just take it a little bit further by saying at the end of that going thank you I was able to do this thank you <laughs> so just uttering those words can actually lift your heart at that time so it's not just taking note of it it's going oh thank you I was actually able to do this I have a body that was able to hang out the clothes and I have a, I live in a country where the clothes can dry without pollution isn't it fantastic like just build up that awareness, so we're not taking anything for granted. That's that's a really great way to fill our day with and fill our sense of self with gratitude.
0: Well, I love that. I might end on such a beautiful practice, Kerry. Thank you so much for My speaking. Pleasure, Siobhan. Thank you very much for the interview. Thank you. That's Dr. Kerry Howells. Her book is called Untangling You. How can I be grateful when I feel so resentful? And you'll find links to this book in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at parentbrand.com.au. See you next time.